Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films we think might be underrated or underseen. My name is Alice Oliver, and for this week, Josh chose Rocky Balboa from 2006. So, let's see what we reckon. All right then, Josh. Rocky Balboa. Is Rocky Balboa famous Welshman? No, it's not really. Uh, <laughs> the film is from 2006, so spoiler warning, listeners, if you haven't seen it. So, Josh, tell us, what is Rocky Balboa about and why did you pick it? Before I do, could you say in your best Welsh accent, it ain't over till it's over? It ain't over till it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, forget about it. Um, is that all right? Well, I feel like my Welsh accent's shit, you know? Yeah. Even though which I is, live there Which is me. where you're from. That I is know. where you're from. That's bad, in, How can bad. it be bad? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is Rocky Balboa about? Right, so Rocky Balboa is the sixth Rocky film Six. in the Rocky franchise. Um, he's done five at this point. Um and Rocky is now older. He's in his, I think, 60s. He's retired from boxing. He is running a restaurant in Philadelphia where he is from. And um, then there is a world champion at the time called Mason the Line Dixon. He is sort of struggling to attract people to watch his fights because people don't like his style. People find him interesting and disengaged and all that sort of stuff. And what happens one night is a sports channel, I think it's ESPN, put on like a, an AI fake fight between mm. them, as has been done before. <laughs> Uh, and they fight, and it shows Rocky's Rocky wins in his prime. So then what they do is they set up an exhibition match where Rocky, who's in his 60s, fights the heavyweight champion of the world. And it's, you know... Great and that's, idea. That, that, that could only end yeah. well. What could, possibly, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? A man in his physical prime against a man ah. in his 60s. Anyway, that's what it's about. So yes, ridiculous when you think about it. Um, why, why have I picked it? Well, do you know what? I think this is one of them where... I originally picked it thinking this will definitely be underrated, this. And I saw okay. the scores and I thought, mm, I'm not sure. Oh. But but I'm still going with underrated because I mm-hmm. still think it's underrated because I really like this film. I have a really fun, I have a real soft spot for this film. Okay. The reason I picked this one and not another Rocky film is because this is actually the first Rocky film I saw. Okay. I went to the pictures to see it with some mates, like you do when you're 15 and it's a Saturday and you just go to pictures and see whatever's on or, or, or mm-hmm. whatever. And I just remember being really taken in by it and like getting having this really visceral reaction to it in, in the cinema, particularly the boxing scenes and stuff. And I'm not particularly bothered on boxing. I watch a little bit every now and then, I w- but I won't pretend to be an, an expert. Um, so I really like this film. I have a lot of, a lot of um, nostalgia, a lot of affection for this film. Mm-hmm. So... 
one of the reasons it's underseen. The other thing, I suppose, in, in some ways, is I don't think if you weren't a Rocky fan or you weren't a Stallone fan that you would seek this out and watch it on its own because you'd probably think it's a six-one. I'd yeah, have to see the I others. See all the others. others. Yeah. And yeah. I and I don't think you have to have seen the others to enjoy this because I hadn't, and I knew. Obviously, I've been back and I've I've still not seen all the Rockies. Now I've seen most of them, um, but but. That might enrich the experience for you, I don't know. But I, I think you can enjoy this as its own thing. Now, I'm quite nervous about this because I'm wondering if you're going to tear it to absolute pieces. But I don't know. So I suppose the first question before we get into it then is, had you seen any Rocky films before? Nah, I hadn't seen any Rocky films ah. before. So in the last episode, or the episode leading up to this, obviously you started singing the song like da, 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 yeah. da. and I knew I was like that was oh, a gamble doing, wasn't it that was, was a gamble like, he's, he's doing a thing here he's doing a thing <laughs> I was like but I don't know what the thing is <laughs> yeah that was a bit, that was a gamble that didn't really pay off did it and I'm doing it thinking she's gonna sing along and you're going what what does that mean what does it just say in there boy yeah exactly, exactly. Um, I was clueless so yeah hadn't seen any Rockies I knew obviously Sylvester Stallone was mm. Rocky I think is that where Eye of the Tiger yeah. became like a really, really yeah. sort of famous song. It, like, oh yeah, so I like that. I like that song. So you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so you've not seen any Rockies before. So I, I was sort of counting on that. Okay. Yeah. Thinking, I wonder if she can prove my point that you can enjoy this without seeing other Rocky films. But anyway, mm-hmm. that is why I picked it. And that is what it's about. Okie dokie then. Well, then let's see. What, so is this like the first time you'd seen it in a while? Like, Yeah, it's probably yeah. the first time I've seen it in a good, good few years. Definitely five years or yeah. so. I, Were I, you I, excited going I was, into yeah, it? Yeah, I was. I was. I was excited. Yeah, I... Um, I was excited, but like I said to you, I was also nervous because mm-hmm. it is cheesy and it is mm-hmm. daft and it is mushy. And I was like, oh, I'm going to come away from this saying, you know, I like it, but critically speaking, it's actually a bit, you know... My nostalgia and my affection carries this film, but actually mm. as a film, it's not Been that there. great. Yeah. Which, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. say, we, we've both had examples of picking mm-hmm. films on, on that merit and, and, and come away sort of critically disappointed, but still with the mm-hmm. affection for the film. So, no, I still loved it, to be Did honest you with get, you. Oh, yeah, that's I cute. still, oh, I still loved it. I mean, like about so, it? I mean, overall, there's a few bits. I'd say the first thing is I just think there's a real good feel good factor to the film and i think there's a real entertainment value in it boxing makes for a great film doesn't it it's not like other sports a lot of other sports are really difficult to film and to and to make into compelling sports like we've said before when we did the damned united there's a lot of like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of shit football films Mm -hmm. um and boxing is one of those sports i think the whole idea of it is cinematic one person against one person Battle until the other one knocks the other one down. Yeah, Do you know I what never I mean? really thought of that, but you've got a real focal point. Like, yeah. you're just focusing on the one thing. Like, when yeah. we've seen things, you know, trying to do American football or basketball, it's like there's quite a lot going on all at once. You're running all up and down, like, the pitch or, or the, you know, the stadium yeah. or whatever it is. But with this, it's very focused, isn't mm. it? So I suppose cinematically it does make a lot of sense. I hadn't thought Te- about that. Teams, That's a good point. So teams, for me, team sports where loads of people moving at the same time, are hard to make cinematic, and there mm-hmm. are there are there are you know the exceptions to the rule, as we know. Yeah, there, the there, replacements, there, there are. right? <laughs> yeah, I mean not that, <laughs> but um, yeah, but, no. But if you watch the replacements, I think one of the things that we even said when you, when you came on to talk about it was that it's re- if you don't first of all if you don't know the rules, it's really difficult to know what's going on. And second of all, there's a lot to take in when everyone's moving about. Whereas boxing, mm-hmm. it's one person against one person, or like something like yeah. 
even something like baseball where there is multiple people, but the whole point is a ball is thrown and hit and yeah. only one person really does the running or a few people do the running. So it's far easier to, to follow what is going on mm-hmm. than something like football, English football, soccer. Sorry, that's heat, yeah. and, you know, <laughs> but, you know, just to differentiate or American football. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think it's really, really cinematic when I think that comes through in this. And it's just, you know, it is ridiculous. It is a ridiculous idea that, a, you know, a man in his 60s would go toe-to-toe with the heavyweight champion of the world at the time. But I, I still love it. I just think it's it's cheesy. I love the training montage, mm-hmm. uh, which, you get in every, which you get in every Rocky film, and it's pretty well, good in and, this one. And I suppose in, in a way, you, you could argue definitely that Rocky is a classic, and you yeah. know, we still see that that happening now and still using the same music like yeah. throughout pop culture yeah. so that's something that has definitely lasted yeah yeah uh so so i like that the other thing i quite like as well is i think there's a message in there where i mean people might say i'm looking for something because i just like it but mm-hmm. i think there's a decent little message in there about finding purpose after loss mm-hmm. so in it spo- yeah. spoilers if, you, if you've not seen it but in it adrian who is rocky's girlfriend and wife <laughs> Yeah. See, I don't know why I know that, but yeah. I know well, that. everyone, everyone does. <laughs> everyone knows that, right? But so she has, she has died, like in between five and six. She's, she's in. I think she's in five. Ah, she's so died. And she's died. And she has died she off dies. screen. And they did that ah. on purpose. They did that on purpose to give Rocky some sort of emotional motivation. Okay. And I think that whole idea of him grieving and trying to find to, to replace it with something and trying to cope. I think that's quite well done in this film. It is written by Stallone, as most of the Rocky films are. Um, I think it's directed by him as well, so I like that. I think that. so, yeah. Yeah. Like the script as well, I think there's. Um, I think it's pretty well paced. I don't think you could argue against that. I think it's. Uh, it flies by. It's about an hour and 46. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of interesting little subplots in there as well. Like there's a, there's a sort of... There's a sort of non-romantic love story between Rocky mm. and another female character, which mm-hmm. I... Oh, you could. Who was, a child, who was a child when they met, and then yeah, but she what I mean is, him on the lips, and it's yeah, all a bit weird. yeah. She does, but I don't think he. It's not he doesn't reciprocate. He does doesn't it? reciprocate even a little bit. Yeah, like, and he I doesn't think even that's his lips or anything. I think that's sort of the it's point, so which weird. is he is still grieving for his wife. He's got no interest in romantic love. But, but maybe she misreads it. I don't know, but I quite like that there was a non-romantic love story in that sense, or I suppose from, from Rocky's point of view, there was not... Yeah. not An um, affection story yeah. almost, isn't it? Um, and so, yeah, and then also, also you know, towards the end, I think it's quite emotional. It does always have... It always, always gets me a little bit at the end. And yeah, I just think it's well-written. I think it's well well put together. And overall, I think it's good, solid entertainment, to be honest, mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um Quite like the way they write. Rocky is like Rocky is obviously is quite an icon of cinema, isn't he? It, it yeah, definitely uh, for sure. Uh, Even def- as someone who's never seen the films, well, I like can you said, then you, you, yeah. you know, you, you know Adrian, you know, you, know all the you stuff, must know yeah. the run, running up the steps and absolutely, all that, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. So that's that speaks for itself. But also, he's a bit of a lovable dope, isn't he? As an actual character outside of the boxing, like. He is quite charming in the way he's a little bit of a dope. There's a bit in it where she's got a um, little Marie's got a son who is mixed race because his father's Jamaican, and she says something to him like, "Because he doesn't know, he doesn't. He thinks that the other kid that he's hanging out with is a white kid as a son." She goes, yeah, "Oh no, with it's, his big Irish." Yeah, hair, she, yeah. She, yeah, she goes, "No, it's the other one, the mixed race kid." Yeah. And she goes, "Because obviously she's white." She goes, oh, "His father was Jamaican," and he goes, oh, "Jamaica, European." And it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> hell. And I can't tell in it if he's meant to be joking. Mm-hmm. Or if he's just quite thick. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, so overall, I really like it. But I, I, what I want to know from your experience with this film is, is, is it my affection or is it actually a good film? So I really wanted to like this, Josh. Oh, I really did. It's right? not me, I've it's heard, you. It's not me, I've it's heard, you. I've heard so much about Rocky. You know, the, the <laughs> legacy is truly lasting, is lasted through the years. And Sylvester Stallone, I know, is an icon. And I know a lot of people have a lot of time for him and a lot of affection for him. I struggle to remember if I've actually seen him in anything. I have seen Demolition Man. He's in that, right? Yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I've seen him in Demolition Man, but that is the only thing I've seen him in. Um, and there's there's a lot of things that I've got to say about this film, Josh, and we'll get on to most of them later. All but right. there were All things right. yeah. that I did like, and okay. I did find things that I liked. So let's talk about those first. Okay. So, I love the way that it looks. So yeah. the combination of the camera work, the lighting, the blocking, and the whole aesthetic of it, I thought was quite powerful. And particularly the lighting, which I found very dramatic, especially during external scenes, because they're outside a lot. You've got like these quite sort of iconic looking streets of Philadelphia, like it feels recognizable, even though I've, I've never been to Philadelphia, but you just kind of felt it and you felt the atmosphere and you felt like you were in it with them. Yeah, and um, they, they do a lot of callbacks as well, to think, to other stuff. So that that makes it recognizable, like you say, the way, where he runs and where he trains and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you say, with the lighting, they, they do a lot of lighting of stuff with the lighting in the room. Mm -hmm. So rather than using set lights, there's bits where he's, he's, he's lit by like the lights in the gym or the mm -hmm. lights... There's a bit where they're outside and 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 um, he's being lit by a car, yeah, and stuff like that. So I think, like you say, it gives it a real. I suppose it gives him quite a cinematic feel, really, and and because I suppose Rocky, the original Rocky, was made in the seventies. It was very much that era of gritty, pr mm -hmm. quite raw feeling films, mm -hmm. and I think this definitely, you know, as the Rocky films went on, they definitely got more and more glossy. Mm -hmm. And then, and and I think this gets that mix quite right in the way it looks with the with the glossiness and the the grittiness. But anyway, as you were saying, yeah. Well, actually, just bouncing off that, my other point was that it isn't glamorous and it doesn't feel glamorous. Like the locations all feel very working class and very mm. basic, and like there is struggle all around. At one point, Marie and Rocky are outside her home, and she says something like, "Oh, it's probably been about twenty years since a bus came down here." And it is just like a little throwaway comment, but insinuates that it's like this forgotten about place, like somewhere where the government cares so little about the mm. residents there that the public transport just isn't a priority for this area because no one of significant power or wealth would ever go there. So I did enjoy all that. I think Sylvester Stallone has the occasional moment where he displays like this anguish and this sadness that Rocky feels. And because most of the time his acting didn't make me feel a great deal, these moments really stood out and were quite impactful. I think a lot of the boxing and the training elements are really, really good and really nicely shot. And the end fight you know, that is the climax of the film. I really enjoyed that. And mm. that really drew me in. It's really high energy. It's really loud. It's engaging. Like, I'm not a boxing fan at all, really, but I was so drawn in and it was such a great way to end the film. Like, you've got the crowds there going wild. You've got the, the teams of the two boxers sort of sitting ringside. It's almost like you can feel the sweat pouring mm. off them. They look battered. Like, so one question I did have for you, actually, and I don't know if you know this, are they... Do, does Sylvester Stallone, does he actually box? Like, yeah, are they I think, actually no, he, boxing? Uh, so the guy who plays the heavyweight champion, he's called Antonio Tarver. He mm -hmm. was a boxer. I don't think he is anymore. Right. I think, and I think he, I think he 
might have had a couple of belts even when he did this, but I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to Google it, but he de he definitely was an accomplished boxer. And yeah, for, as far as I know, Stallone was a, at least an amateur boxer. Like as a, even right. if, I don't know how much he boxed, but he was definitely a boxer to an amateur sort of hobbyist level. And I, I mean, like you say, it shows in that last fight. It's so well choreographed. You feel it. You yeah. definitely you're feel not, it. You're not watching that going, well, this is a film. Uh-huh. Like, uh -huh. do, do, you, you do you know what I mean? Watching, you could yeah. be watching a, a boxing match. Yeah. Like, it felt really real. And it felt like that they were actually boxing. So then I started thinking, oh, well, is the allure of the Rocky films that they are actually boxing sort of on this <laughs> set or on stage sort of thing? But that's probably not accurate because that would be very unsafe. Um, and I suppose just finally as well, this it feels like a bit of a passion project for Sylvester Stallone. So like you say, he had those first five films and I'm not too sure of the time scale of kind of when they came out and what gaps there sort of were in between one another. But for me, it sort of felt like he, like he, obviously he'd got a bit older and he just felt like he had one more to give. Like he just, he wanted to wrap up the story. He wanted to end it. And it, it ends really well, I think, because he doesn't win but he doesn't get knocked out. And mm. that just seems to be his goal, doesn't it? And it's really close, you know, because I think they, what, what is it they do? They have to count up the punches. Points, and yeah, that's, so if you don't, if, yeah. you don't knock, if one of them doesn't knock the other one out and it goes the full 12 rounds or the referee doesn't call the fight, then yeah, they, they, there's judges and they they do points. So he he loses the fight on points. But like you say, that's another thing I like actually is that he doesn't win. So yes, it's ridiculous, but it's not like he wins and he's a heavyweight champion of the world. I mean, it's an exhibition fight, but um, he's not suddenly heavyweight champion of the world when he's 60 or whatever. So it's all about just being the best you can be and giving all you've got and getting and up when you're knocked standing, down and all it? that that's, sort that's of stuff. It, isn't yeah. it? It's about the getting up. It's about always getting up. And so I quite liked that that was how they ended it because it obviously would have been so easy to just get him to knock out the guy and stuff and, mm. and you know, for it to be this glorious thing. But it isn't and it shows... I guess maybe it shows, I haven't seen the other films, so I don't know, but maybe like a bit of growth from his mm. end where he's just, no, I, I just want to know that I did the best that I can and it doesn't matter if I win. But I suppose not getting knocked out is, is you know, quite, quite a feat in itself, especially when you're up against <laughs> yeah. the current best, right? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Alice, it ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving oh, forward. That's how oh, winning is done. beautiful, man. Oh, hey. it's beautiful. Did you just make that up on the spot? Um, if I quote, <laughs> if I made it up, you mean I quoted the film directly. Uh. <laughs> we'll move on now then to talking about anything that we didn't like about the film or anything that we would change. So, Josh, where's your head up with this? Uh, it, was it all just a knockout no, for you? No, it's not. You know, it's, it's not perfect. We always try and be balanced. I don't have loads to say, and I'm guessing that you do. <laughs> So, well, so, that idea. so a, I suppose there's two things. The first thing is, it's absolutely ridiculous. The idea <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous. And it does stray into the ridiculous. But then also, you know, cinema's cinema. And there's more ridiculous ideas than this knocking about. So I do think, of course, yeah. I definitely think there's a, there's a, there's probably a point to say, which is that you could be taken out this by, by this by going, that is fucking stupid. <laughs> there's no way that that would happen. I even know that I think some fans raised with Stallone in the... I think it's the fifth Rocky, which is one of the ones I haven't seen, which is generally accepted, I believe, to be the worst. Okay. And and Stallone's least favourite, I want to say, but I might oh, be wrong. Really? Uh, that he is told by a doctor in the fifth one he can't fight anymore otherwise because uh-huh. of, you know, repeated trauma and all that. So then in this, the fans now, like, so that, so that's quite a lot longer after the fifth Rocky film. I'm not sure how, but it's, it's coming up to like 20 years or something mm-hmm. like that, maybe even more. And obviously now we've got the internet, so straight the fans are fans straight away. Well, if he couldn't fight, how are you yeah. making another film? Yeah. And he just, he just turned go. around He just turned around and went like, well, medical science comes on and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I took some is, pills, all right? Yeah. I've got insurance. It's, a, off. Fu- it's a fucking film. It's a fucking like, film, lads. <laughs> calm down, calm um, down. And, and I suppose the other side of it, and this is something I did notice, which... Again, I have a lot of affection in the film, but I don't think you can deny that it does stray into the cheesy mm-hmm. at times. Now, that is what you want from Rocky films. Like, I do think if you're a fan of the Rocky films, that it's in most of them. Big sort of... So that is the bit with the anniversary of his wife at the start, and it's very sad, but it's also a little bit cheesy. And then there's about three or four big speeches that are sort of like ones to the boxing ball when he wants to get his boxing license, ones to his son, and it's all like it's like it's what I said to you. It's all like brimming with monologues, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like there's a lot of for Sylvester, a lot of monologues, and and mm-hmm. and 
you know, that is a Rocky film. That's almost a trademark of the Rocky films. So there is a right, lot of like, it ain't over yeah. till it's over. Okay. It's about how hard you can hit. Uh, who, can, who can tell me I want to be? I'm going to be something I'm going to be. There's one speech to the boxing ball, but he seems to just go, I want to be something I'm going to be. I want to be something I'm going to be. And I still am like, what? I don't, what's your point? Yeah. Like, so yeah, it is a bit cheesy. And, I, and I'm, I'm thinking you might say a similar thing to me, but hit me with it. I want to know. You've got me on the ropes. You. You've got me on the ropes. Are you gonna, right are you gonna, <laughs> you're going to knock me out. So the script is really bad, in my opinion. The dialogue between the characters is really bad. So there's very little to no depth. There's no nuance. There's no building up the characters using insinuation or reading between the lines. It's not funny and it's not charming and it's not that emotionally engaging. So I was kind of like, where do I put my brain? Where do I put my heart? Like, I just wasn't sure how to absorb it. At one point, Rocky says, it's amazing. You were a kid and now you have a kid. It's amazing. And it, it, there was so much of that sort of thing going <laughs> on and it felt like I was watching a high school production at times. And the first conversation <laughs> that we see Rocky have with his son, like it's so awkward and cringy. And I just didn't know how to absorb any of it. Um, some of the moments that I think were meant to be emotionally heavy came across as really cheesy, like you said, which wasn't helped by seriously cheesy score. So the two of these things together reminded me of Team America. So like <laughs> it was taking the piss, right? So it was like, I promise I will never die and Pearl Harbor sucks and I miss you. It all just kind of <laughs> felt like that to me. So I wasn't really able to take it seriously for the most part. And there were flashbacks used, which again, so sticking with Matt and Trey, reminded me of uh, some of them that they use in South Park. So do you remember when we did the Green Lantern and there's <laughs> flashbacks in there that were so cheesy and kind of so cringy that it reminded me of a South Park episode? Well, it, this took me right back there as well. So again, it was just hard for me to take it seriously and for me to find any strong emotional connection to Rocky. Um and there were just some really weird things going on with some of the characters. Like we sort of half get to know Marie's uh, kid's steps, uh, but then that just kind of didn't go anywhere. And then he suddenly seems to be a part of Rocky's crew and went to the press conference <laughs> with him and then was ringside at his fights. And I was like, hang, hang on, <laughs> like, how did this develop into that? Like, I just didn't see enough. There wasn't enough relationship development and just not enough depth for me. And then you've got Paulie who's his trainer, right, who is a dickhead. And then he gets fired and the film plays it out as if you're meant to feel sorry for him. And I just didn't give a shit because I didn't like the guy at all. So it kind of just felt like it was 90 minutes of things happening so that we could get to the end and watch the fight, right? So it's like, oh, well, Paulie needs to get fired so he becomes his coach again. Oh, he needs to meet this woman. So, you know, we've got a woman to be at ringside going, go, Rocky, go, Rocky, and all this sort of thing. Um, and the, the whole thing just kind of felt really forced and unnatural, and I just didn't come away from it feeling much except for confusion just about what I'd seen. So I was trying to think as well, are the other films like this and maybe I'm just missing something? So like if you've seen the other films and you've built that relationship with that character, is it different? Obviously you had a different experience because you saw it when you were young and I mm. totally get that. Listen, yeah, yeah. I love some absolute shite because I saw it when I was a kid. So I do get it. And it is, you can't deny that. And it is a very powerful force. Um, so I just wonder if maybe for fans of Rocky for fans of that character, for fans of these films, if it is a different experience. But for me, watching it, I just, 
I, I almost couldn't believe how bad it was and I didn't want... Wow. I know, I know. It was wow. just like... couldn't believe how bad just, it was. Just the way the, the, the way it was written in the script, I was just so confused and I was just like, did no one tell Sylvester? Like, did no <laughs> one say, listen, we're going to get you an assistant writer or, you know, we're going to get some guys in to help you write it because we love the idea, we love the concept, but we just need to refine it a little bit, give these characters some depth, make sure the story makes sense so that we get from A to B to C in, in you know, a, a logical fashion and that everyone's sort of following why certain things are happening. And it just felt like all that was missing, and it was just kind of like, no, you know, he's gonna he's gonna start boxing again, and he's gonna try and get a license, and then he's gonna meet a girl, and then he's gonna have a kind of stepson relationship, and then his son's gonna come back into his life because like, it's him and his son as well don't really seem to have a good relationship, and then his son basically quits his like what looks like a high paying and powerful job, just to spend time with him and kind of dick around with him. And I was just like, I just don't buy that. You haven't built up this relationship enough for me to mm. think that the son would do that. Um, so that's my verdict, Josh. <laughs> and I do apologise, but what, what do you think about some of the things I've said yeah. there? Which bits are harsh and which bits... Can you, can you well, sort of I see think, where I'm coming from? I, I, think, I think you're just fucking wrong. I think you just fucking no. fuck up. <laughs> no, I think no. you better watch I out think, next I time I see you. No, no, do you know what? You know, I think some of the stuff you, you said there is not is not without... You know, a good, some of the stuff you make is really good points. The poorly thing, I thought that. I thought he's a bell end. He's like a he's, Some of the stuff he's, he's, like, he's outdated. He's got prejudice. He's he's, yeah. he's all these sorts of things. I think that's probably where the film does fall down, which is you probably have a bit of affection for Paulie if you've seen all the other films. You've seen, if you've and seen also, the up, did you and did you get that Paulie was Adrian's brother? No, I didn't get that. Yeah, at so all. it's not it's not clear, is it? All. So right. there probably okay. is an element of it that maybe you get more out of it having seen the other Rocky films from an mm -hmm. emotional point of view. Because then that informs the other stuff, which is the way it's written. I completely understand what you're saying about how cheesy it is. That's sort of what you're getting with Rocky. Mm -hmm. That's like saying, mm -hmm. there's. I suppose it's a little bit like, oh, there's too much CGI in a Marvel film. Okay, right. And there are people who say that. Do you know what I mean? There's plenty of people who go, oh, at the end of Marvel, it was just big CGI blob fest fight. And it's like, well, yeah, that is what, yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. is. That's that what is what doing. it is. Yeah, so yeah. I do think there's a, you are, I think you're not wrong. It's just, it's just a difference of opinion that I think it depends what you want from a film. So I completely mm. get what you're saying. It is cheesy. I said myself it was cheesy, but I think you have to accept that's sort of what you're getting with a Rocky film. I do mm. get that. I'd never really noticed the point you made before about the fact that the step, the steps thing sort of goes away. You're absolutely right. I'd never noticed that before. There's a little subplot like, because it's sort of hinted, isn't it? Like, oh, he's getting in with a shitty crowd and Rocky's going to turn his life around. And then really you get nothing. He meets him, he goes and finds a dog with him. And before you know it, he's at his ringside. Yeah, um, it's like this, it's these sort of seeds of ideas that you think are maybe going to pay off later. And yeah. they, they just, they, they, they didn't. It was just kind of like, oh, we need to put this bit in. You know, yeah. we've got to have him having a conversation with, with a younger person, you know, so he can be a role model and have yeah. him look up to him but it just wasn't developed enough and didn't go far enough for me i think but yeah I, I is think... it just about the boxing right and yeah the, and that's the I other thing it's about that spectacle isn't yeah. it which they did really well yeah the, bo fair. the boxing's really good and, and I, I do get that i do also think you can that you could definitely see this and go this is all just building towards the boxing, to the and, the, the boxing yeah. at the end so i mean and back to the thing about stallone you know Stallone did write the original Rocky. This isn't like mm -hmm. a Superman 4 type situation where an actor has been associated with a role to a point where they've taken over it and they write it now. You know, mm -hmm. Rocky is Stallone's creation, so he's still writing it. 
well, he's still written at this point. He had some input into the Creed films more recently where Rocky is in them as well. Um, so, no, I completely get what you mean. I suppose it is just that this is what a Rocky film is, really. But mm -hmm. I can completely get if you went, this is overly written, overly cheesy, overly emotionally manipulative, sort of, you know... Um, masculine bollocks do you know what i mean i can i can i can get how you think that it's just that i have a real affection for it we'll move on then to talking about the critical reception which i am very interested to hear all about so i haven't seen this josh um how do you think it did i uh, i mean i'd oh gosh i can't imagine i don't know people like sylvester and I wonder mm. if critics like Sylvester. And Rocky. People do like Rocky People do like well. Rocky. Yeah. So I wonder if it got like a high five into maybe a six. <sighs> so I reckon it probably got a 5.9. A 5 I, oh, I wouldn't give it that. I'd oh, give it I'd give it quite go a bit on, lower. Go on. go on, what would you give it? it? it I'm trying to think of some of the worst films. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm trying to think of what's less than zero. <laughs> What's the zero. what's what's really bad? <laughs> Negative four. Um, um, I would probably give it. I'd I'd sit. Oh, gosh, um, it would have to come under a five. I think like below what, go a five. On, I, go on, like how low would you go with it? I Are think we going to four point no? five? Okay, so that's not you know it's not the worst in the world. But Definitely yeah. not the worst. We've I think that's, some that real, might we've be. Some real poor films that, on this podcast, Josh. <laughs> that might be the worst you've ever scored. One of my choices, though. Well, because I, I do. I'm trying to I think of if, if I am if quite generous because yeah. I, I, I am actively trying to find the good in yes, things, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you know, oh yeah, maybe this is a bit naff, but it's really well written, or yeah. oh yeah, maybe, maybe I didn't like the story, but the acting was really good, sort mm. of thing. But with this, it just it didn't deliver on a few too many fronts for yeah. me. So I would probably give it probably a four four point five or a forty five. I reckon. And sometimes what would you give it? What would some, you give it? Sometimes it's just not for you, is it? That's and I think yeah. I think that's all this is, Josh. And that is a perfectly <laughs> fine and acceptable thing. And please um, do keep inviting me back. Hopefully, this isn't the like this could what, be the last episode, guys. What would I give it? What yeah, what would, would you it? give it? So I would probably say this is a solid eight, <laughs> which is such a difference to your score. Really? Yeah, but, really, genuinely? but then a lot of that is informed by my affection. So I don't all totally right, get that. Let, let, Listen, mate, I am obsessed <laughs> with Ewoks, The Battle for Endor, like full-on obsessed. And I know that's not a good film, so I get it. I am with you. Don't worry. Right. Let's look at the critical reception. So before we go on, it's not. this is not underseen. I think it made okay. more than its budget back multiple times over. Oh, so did it? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty big hit because... People like Rocky. Rocky had been what away from the Rocky? cinema. Yeah. He'd been away from the cinema for a long time. So, you know, it's mm -hmm. like it's like anything in it. Quite often that drags people right back into the cinema. How did it do critically? I'm fucking dreading this. Right? <laughs> At the time of recording on IMDb, it gets 7.1 out of 10. Wow. At the time of recording on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it 76%. Wow. And the critics give it 77%. That averages yeah. out at 7 74 percent so alice who what? gave alice who gave this 4.5 how how do you feel about that so how is what did the critics no, give alice, it 77 it's, uh, it's underseen what we're talking about next week 
That's no. <laughs> that is mad. That's oh. I'm so confused. I am so confused. Maybe did you watch the right film? I don't know, man. You didn't watch Rocky. So. You didn't watch Rocky Five, did you? I don't think so. So I guess maybe if you maybe as a critic, if you're watching it after you've seen the other Rockies, maybe it's something <laughs> about this like one last hurrah thing that people quite like. But when I think about like something like In the Heart of the Sea that got mm. way less than that, which I think is a fantastic film. Like that just, I'm puzzled more than anything, <laughs> Josh. I'll be honest, this has got to be the most confused I think I've ever been. So uh, we're split then, aren't we? We're split. That's really weird. So That's so weird. I say it's, I say it's slightly <laughs> it's underrated. <laughs> I say it's slightly underrated and you say it's massively overrated. Massively overrated. So it's let's... Like two uh, times overrated. <laughs> we, we, we can't come to a decision, so you know what that means. We're going to have to put it to the listeners. Put it to the listeners. Get our massive poll so, out, guys. Go fucking on. 4.5. Like, I can't that's believe That's me being generous like as well, Like a three, three-point difference in our that's scores. That's crazy. I don't, think, oh. I don't think I've ever... That's got to be a first for the podcast. I think it might be, you know. so low like that. Yeah. Wow. There we go. So there we go, listeners. This is for you to decide. We are we are at a stalemate. And there's no way that I'm budging <laughs> on that. So. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Another episode in the bag. Split decision. Split decision. We'll put it to the oh. list. 4.5, Alice. Fucking hell. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even sorry, man. Um, I'm not even sorry. So we'll put it to you. You can decide. Is Rocky Balboa underrated? I think it is. And Alice is, of course, wrong. Um, we will be back next week with another episode. It is, in fact, our Halloween special. So tune in. Are you <laughs> tune in next week when we'll be back with a guest for a Halloween special we look forward to you hearing it in the meantime if you'd like to get in touch with us it's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com we're on all the social medias just search for just films and that on all the social medias and you'll find us I'll tell you who else you'll find us as well as on the television Oh, you will indeed. Every Friday evening from 6pm, we are on the local TV network talking about all our favourite underrated and underseen films. We may even do... Is this going to come on there? We may. We may even do an episode on Rocky Balboa in due course. Actually, I think we definitely must. I can't wait for that one. I'm going to fucking turn it apart. No, I'm only joking. Listen, there was some stuff that I enjoyed in there. I'm sorry, Sly. I'm so sorry about this. Anyway, he's an icon as well, man. Fucking hell, I hope you know there is this. Um, but yes, as I was saying, we're on the local TV network every Friday from 6pm. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. Or if you have Sky and you live anywhere in the country, you can find us on Channel 188. Eight, and that is every Friday from 6pm. That's just films and that on the local TV network. Yes, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Cheerio! Bye! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.